Appalachia. Nobody truly knows where the word comes from, yet everybody has their own opinion of what it represents. Everything from mountaintop beauty and deep forest to meth heads and extreme prejudice. The Appalachian Mountains are the oldest mountains in the world. They once towered 30,000 feet to the air and currently stretch from Canada through 14 states all the way to Louisiana. The inhabitants of these mountains through the many years of their existence have lived through and witnessed downright unbelievable and tormenting historical atrocities. They have lived through everything from hauntings to cryptic creatures that show up and wreak havoc on their homesteads. The worst creature, though, may be man himself. I, being born and raised in these Appalachian Mountains, know that nothing is beyond a pale of belief, no matter how fantastic it sounds. The history that lies in these mountains is rich and has a long legacy of unending tales and adventures. Come with me as I take you on a fantastic journey through these mountains, where things are not always as they seem. I guarantee you it won't be anything like you expected. Hello, I'm Larry Bentley, and this is Season 2 of Appalachian Murder, Mystery, and Legend. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Howdy, my good friends. Welcome back and thank you again for subscribing to get this extra episode. Now here in the Appalachian Mountains, we all know that there's no shortage of tales that are said to have happened throughout the history of these great mountains. There's always one more tale that comes from somewhere that just couldn't possibly be true. Or could it? First off, one has to understand that the folks from Appalachia are steeped in religious belief. Meaning that if there's a heaven, then there's got to be a hell. And if there is certainly God, then there's most certainly a devil. It even states in the Bible that Satan himself is lord over the earth. Meaning that he dwells here and constantly tempts mankind to gain their souls from heaven. If we look at it that way, then the story I'm going to tell you today ain't so far-fetched. So come on in, set a spell, and let me tell you about something that may or may not be hard to believe, depending on how you look at it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, we've been to Lewisburg, West Virginia in the last season for an episode called Testimony of a Ghost. I myself have been to Lewisburg many times, and words simply can't describe its beauty. 
But as with any place in the Appalachian Mountains, the more beautiful the place is, the more it seems to be an outright lightning rod for strange happenings. Those strange happenings are reported not by folks with on too much of their pappy's corn squeezings, but by folks who have nothing to gain but ridicule in most cases. So for the, that reason alone, I just can't strike them off as some kind of wild delusion, especially when more than one witness sees it all go down. Now, if you go up to the old stone church cemetery there in Lewisburg and just set a spell, you'll notice even on days when there seems to be no wind at all, out of nowhere a breeze will come up and whistle through the cemetery. Now, nothing really odd about that. We've all been up in the mountains and seen that happen. A wind will whip out up out of nowhere and go up the holler right, right by you. In the fall, you can watch as whirlwinds catch the leaves and carry them around like a small tornado. And while everything else remains silent and peaceful, it would seem that maybe the cemetery itself is trying to tell you something. So when the winds come whipping through the cemetery, especially in the springtime, if you'll just listen around a bit, you'll hear folks tell you a story that I think the old cemetery's been trying to tell you about how Sam Hart raced the devil right through town. And the cemetery was right where it all ended. Back when Greenbrier County and County were both young, with no exact date given on the tale, Sam Hart and his mayor Betsy were quite a striking sight around the thriving little town of Lewisburg. Betsy had outrun every horse in the county, which was already becoming famous for its horses, and old Sam was starting to get bored with it all because nobody had even tried to race him and Betsy anymore. I guess they hated losing a little more and he was getting bored with winning. That was the happenings up until the day when a stranger come riding into town. The stranger was riding a magnificent black horse. He wore a long flowing black cape and a black hat and a black suit and had a very striking pale face. He stopped at the inn near the courthouse and after washing his face and hands, he went to the bar, bar, bar excuse me, and ordered him up a mug of hot ale and sat there sipping it and not bothering a soul. Well, not yet anyway. Other than that, he didn't speak to anybody, but the way he looked when he rode into town hadn't gone unnoticed by anybody to say the least. And it wasn't long before word of him got through the whole town like a dose of salts and right back to Sam. So Sam heard of the stranger and the beautiful horse that he rode, and he had already gotten pretty arrogant over horse racing as it was, and didn't need a whole lot of prodding to get talked into going over and check it all out. He also had a group of friends who did their best to get him to double-dog dare the stranger to race. Now, we've all been there amongst a group of friends where we all might have had a few and lost the ability to consider each other's well-being. That would be putting it lightly in some cases. I know that as many do from personal experience. There's many times in a person's life where the words hold my beer or watch this ended in a bigger mess and trying to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Finally, being all worked up, Sam threw the gauntlet down because aside from having a few too many, he just didn't believe that there was any horse alive that could beat old Betsy in a flat-out race. The stranger, well, he begged to differ and stepped it all up with a nice bet. 
He bet Sam a hundred dollars against his fifty that his horse was better of the two of them, and so Sam jumped all over that with both feet. Yeah, he should have let well enough alone at that point, but for some reason, he just couldn't find the strength to do it. So, now being all worked up, he told the stranger, you're getting the short end of the stick here. But I'll tell you what, if I lose, you can have my soul. At that point, I guess he didn't figure he was using it for anything. So the stranger just laughed at him and said, with all the charm of Count Dracula himself, I'll remember that. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Now, Sam had a girlfriend named Sarah, and when she got word of the race, and being the sober one of the two of them, she did her best to shut it all down. She tried her best to get Sam not to risk his soul against a man that looked like walking death in a vampire suit. Sam, not knowing what he didn't know until he, but still thinking he knew it, just threw Sarah's good sense to the curb, and the next morning he was up early and ready to put that stranger in his place. He'd gone too far to turn back now, I guess. The race was set to start about where the St. James Church is now. Go up Court Street around the courthouse building and back down Court Street past the old stone church back to where they started. The first one there, well, that was the one that won the race. Of course, when Sam arrived, the stranger was already there and was mounted his horse and waiting to get the show on the road with a big long tooth smile on his face. Sam wasn't intimidated, though. He thought that the stranger had probably heard about how fast old Betsy was and was just trying to jive on him a little bit to throw him off his game. But the stranger, well, he never flinched. In fact, he stared a hole right through Sam with his black eyes, which I guess explains the black suit, the black cape, and the black horse. All of it had to match, I reckon. They lined up, and the race was off. Betsy did just exactly what Sam thought she would. She jumped out to a 30-yard lead on the stranger and his horse. Betsy and Sam held the lead as they rounded the courthouse and started back toward the finish line. Now curious as to what kind of lead he had, Sam looked behind him and was tore plumb up when he saw blue flames coming from the nostrils of the stranger. I suppose that would be about the time Sam thought that, well, at least he ain't a vampire. It must have been... Then, too, that he realized that he was racing the devil himself, and his soul, well, didn't figure he needed any more, was about to be in real trouble. He tried to get Betsy to go on even faster. He knew that if he could just make the cemetery in the old stone church, that the demon couldn't set foot on sacred soil, and he'd be safe. Now, only within a few feet of safety of the cemetery, the demon, who'd apparently been sandbagging it, rode up beside him and lifted his cape as everything grew silent, both the stranger, Sam, and both their horses were gone. There was a witness who saw the whole thing go down. She was an elderly lady who lived next to the church. She said that she saw the stranger's black cape close around Sam and Betsy as they tried to make the cemetery. Then both riders 
and their horses just disappeared in a flash of light and a puff of smoke. Whatever actually happened, nobody ever showed up at the finish line. Nobody ever heard from or saw Sam or Betsy or his horse again either. I guess some might refer to Betsy as collateral damage in this whole thing. Today, though, there are still folks in Lewisburg who claim that if the night is dark and you listen closely, you can hear the ghostly footprints of Betsy and the horse of the man who raced Sam Hart pounding on the ground, and you can even hear the eerie screams of Sam when he was overtaken by the stranger who came for his soul. I hope you enjoyed our story today. If you have, please rate and review the podcast, and don't forget to follow us on whatever format you're listening. Thank you so much for subscribing to Appalachian Murder Mystery and Legend again. Please join us on Facebook group or Twitter at Appalachian Murder Mystery and Legend Podcast where we can discuss everything Appalachian or whatever else you'd like to talk about. I'll be back real soon with another Appalachian Murder Mystery or Legend, and I'll see you then. Mm -hmm.